Who is the most hated person in your workplace and why? Current job is a bore on this subject, so we'll go to my last. Tim was the guy everybody hated. He was lucky we all felt bad for his quirks. Every working day, Tim punched in at exactly 8am and out at 5pm. In between those hours, you were lucky if you saw him working. It was because of him we no longer had Secret Santa during the holidays, catered monthly lunches, or holiday bonuses. Secret Santa. Tim was quite frugal, and when I say quite, I mean he was cheap. Every employee in the company voted the dollar amount they wanted to spend on another for the Secret Santa. The average dollar amount came out to $50. Tim's vote was $1. I recognized his crappy handwriting. Everyone, including Tim, agreed to spend around that dollar amount. When it came down to opening presents, it was clear everybody went over that amount. Tim received a pair of tickets to a Dodgers baseball game, plus some Dodgers t-shirts, a hat, and the tickets were face valued at $175 each. His Secret Santa had season tickets and gifted him a pair from a set. When it came down for Tim to give his gift, I wondered who he got. He got his desk buddy. Jessie was the sweetest girl in the office. She worked with everyone and was the most polite, respectful, soft-spoken human I've ever met. When she opened her gift, I wanted to die. He got her lingerie. Not just any lingerie, crotchless, matching bra, and without any tags. Jessie was 5'9 and athletic. Whoever those clothes were for was someone athletically challenged. HR had a heyday with that one. Catered lunch. The last Friday of every month featured catered lunch with a short workday. It always revolved so that things never felt redundant. Mexican, Italian, barbecue, pizza, or Chinese. Tim religiously ate Mexican food. When the chosen Mexican restaurant was catering, Tim was first in line to eat. He would wait around the time clock near the patio doors so that when 1pm hit, his hand was being scanned with one foot out the door. When it was any of the other catered meals, he made it known that he was irritated that so-and-so were catering. May 2013, I got to choose what we were having, and I chose Italian, since my birthday was the following day. Tim was seriously mad about having Italian food. Mind you, for the next two months, the choices were either Italian or Chinese, so Mexican was nowhere near the table. Eventually, everyone heard a bit of his ramblings, and then it hit the ears of the company chairman. They called the heads of every department in and asked about Tim's feeling and how long this had gone on for. I explained how Tim was a quirky guy, but for some reason only liked Mexican food. Next morning, there was an announcement that we were no longer having company lunches. This meant no more going home at 2pm and no more lunch for the office. Everyone was angry. Holiday bonuses. This is what got the ball rolling for Tim's demise. Our company manufactured steel products and shipped them to different distribution warehouses. Nobody in our office worked in sales, so nobody had commission-based pay. Every year before our two-week holiday vacation, we received our last checks for the year and a bonus. The bonus was a percentage of the profits divided up between all employees. It was great. Who doesn't like more money right before the holiday season? Tim, that's who. This particular year had been a bad one for us. Profits were down 10% due to one of our distributors filing for bankruptcy. So our bonuses were not as big as before, but they still equated to a paycheck's value. Everyone, other than Tim, was ecstatic that they were still receiving bonuses. When Tim opened his check, heck broke loose. I've never seen someone so angry about a bonus check in my life. First, he goes around asking everyone how much they received. We all received the same amount. But nobody wanted to show him their check. Then he tries to talk to his deskmates about receiving less than last year, and this is where it goes downhill. Everyone he asks tells him that they received more than last year's amount. You can see where this is going now. 
After everyone's gone for the day and a few of us stay to clean up the holiday party mess, Tim rushes the company owner and lays into him on why he received a lower bonus, that he feels undervalued, he should be asking for a raise. We can hear him yell through a closed window to the outside. The holidays pass, and Tim is as happy as ever. All department heads get called into what seemed like a normal Monday after the holiday meeting, and we're told the yearly bonus structure will no longer continue at our branch. Everybody knew why. A month later, Jesse finally got him fired after bringing light to several inappropriate harassment instances revolving around Tim. Last I heard, he moved to Kansas to live closer to his family. Edit. Wow, this really took off with a few people. Before the new year, I was already in exit plan mode after an acceptance at a larger company. I made it clear with the owners months beforehand so they weren't shocked. March 2014, I officially left, which was about a month after Tim. Many of my coworkers were older than me and could basically be my parents if you looked at the ages, so I didn't have an outside work relationship with anyone. However, I Facebook messaged an old coworker who's still there to get some updates for you guys. I'll update once I have new information. Update. So looks like everything is back to normal and the company chairman reinstated all the perks. Right after Tim was fired, the department heads had a meeting with the chairman and concluded Tim was the issue to all of this. The chairman agreed to reinstate the bonus structure, and now when Mexican food is ordered, there are always leftovers to take home. Bonus story. The coworker I talked to was called by a competing company as a reference for Tim a few years back. It just so happened that he answered the phone and worked the appropriate department. After a few weeks, the hiring agent called him back thanking him for his answers and that Tim didn't make it through the probationary period. He was the worst candidate they had that was the most qualified on paper. He didn't believe Tim lasted all the years we had him. In the two weeks he was there, he managed to tick off every coworker there. Amazing Tim. Won't name names in case this comes back to me, but he's a level 3 engineer who does absolutely nothing all day. He'll book a conference room and sit in the dark for hours. He'll sit at his desk and do actually nothing except exist. But his team, which he did not assemble and which he does not actually lead, is good enough to make him look good, so he keeps getting more responsibility. I work in a small chiropractic clinic. Three chiropractors, four receptionists, two per shift. One of the receptionists literally does nothing but check patients in. We are supposed to work on billing and other tasks to do with insurance. She always leaves her Facebook logged in into the communal computers, so I like a bunch of dank meme Facebook pages for her. The woman who would use money from our pooled tip jar to fix her pricing mistakes, literally stealing money from her coworkers to cover her butt. We all hated her. My mom works in a coffee shop, and the manager will regularly take staff tips to cover any till discrepancies. Not only illegal, but a total jerk move, because the tips are pulled monthly and divided, so it affects staff who weren't even in at the time. Edit. I was incorrect. This is totally legal. It's still a jerk move. If a national chain can't swallow a loss of two quid when the markup on a cup of coffee is almost twice that and punishes the staff, well, screw them. Once, the manager accidentally ordered two cakes— only one was sold and the other went out of date. He refused to have it on his wastage, denied making the error, and took 75 pounds out of the staff tips for that one cake alone because that was the resale cost. Makes me heave. My boss's wife has been given a position of authority over my department, despite having no experience or expertise in the area. But the worst part is, she is an older lady and by all accounts seems to be suffering from dementia slash Alzheimer's. Every single email you send her or email chain she's included on, she will respond without having any understanding of what was written to her. So then you have to spend the time explaining the whole content of the chain or email to her. We have to attend meetings with her, where she will spend a lot of time rambling about things that have nothing to do with our work. 
We have to remind her or re-explain things that we talked about at the last meeting that are relevant because she doesn't remember or understand. Then the whole thing happens all over again in the next interaction with her, like it's Groundhog Day for her. We have this goober of a guy who works probably one full day a week. I actually get surprised if I don't have an email in my inbox the morning of saying he won't be in. Worst of all though, he sits nearest to the bathroom and makes comments like, Wow, you were in there a long time. Must have been in number two. When people come out. Worked for an attorney who was almost never in the office. And I'm not talking like she was in court or meeting clients outside the office. She just wouldn't show up. She missed calls and appointments all the time, but I get written up for missing a few days because my babies got sick and then I got sick. She was a jerk for other reasons too, but she was hypocritical on top of it. There was a time she didn't come in for two weeks and she argued with me about it and I asked her to show me on the calendar when she came in. She couldn't. She did not remain a partner for very long. We have a dude who rolls in at 10 and leaves at 2, 3 or 4 days each week. He has a different supervisor than us that works in another office even though he's on our team. So infuriating. We've talked to our boss so many times about him, but she can't do anything. Screw him. Edit. Many people don't like me for this, claiming that he gets plenty of work done in his time I see him. I'd like to say, that's not true. He pawns off hours of work per week on us. That's why it's a problem. George the Joiner. Minimal number of fingers, bad personal hygiene, unintelligibly thick accent. This is not a man you want operating a forklift, operating machinery, or driving. If he carries something through the workshop, it's a safe bet that he will utterly destroy something with his own brand of half-blind ignorance. But what a man. Mysterious and enigmatic. Who is he? Where did he come from? When will he go back? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z! Far and away, the most hated person in my carpentry shop is the deaf guy. I've only been working there a year, and everyone thinks he is the most vindictive, hateful, selfish, paranoid jerkwad to walk the earth. He's easily the hardest worker there. I can tell you with confidence that he has generated the most money for the company of anyone there. He absolutely owns his portion of the shop. He has it down like clockwork and doesn't waste a second. All that being said, he throws an absolute rabid fit whenever anything out of routine happens, and he won't look anyone in the eye, and he calls everyone lazy jerkwads. After a month of working there, I started to learn American Sign Language. I learned a few things at home and would say anything that I could to him. Happy Monday, how are you, etc. I learned how to ask about words, how to spell things, how to sign numbers. Pretty soon he's teaching me a word a day, then it speeds up to three to five words a day. Fast forward a year, and we talk constantly. What I learned is that he gets mad because he's been passed up for promotions because he's deaf. People don't tell him overtime is available when it's what he wants. He sees people coming in late and still taking breaks, and he never breaks those rules. He gets mad that no one ever tells him about new machines being bought or new jobs coming in or the gossip. I unknowingly became his liaison. He stopped fighting with people. He's able to get all of the jokes we tell at lunch because I can translate. Other people are learning sign language as time goes on too. What I don't get is why no one ever gave him the benefit of the doubt. It would suck to be deaf and never know what was going on. Some people have worked with him for 15 years and no one has ever learned any ASL. He thanked me recently for being a good friend. He said things are a lot better now. Edit, one guy in the shop did learn some sign language. All of the insults and swear words. Not working there anymore, but I had one coworker. Call him Roy, who was a POS. 
We worked in IT support, and Roy was considered the quote-unquote expert for a certain system our team managed. He was supposed to train me, but he only taught me the very basic stuff. He never told me about the plethora of problems that can occur with the system. When alerts did happen, which I had no idea what they were or how to respond to, he would chastise me and throw me under the bus. There was another incident where the boss didn't trust him to come in for an overtime shift, so I was asked to come in at a certain time to cover. I called Roy first thing in the morning and asked if he would come in. He said he would, so I went in at my normal time. Roy doesn't show, and I'm forced to work 10 hours that day to cover his lazy butt. Surprisingly, the incident didn't get him fired, but he did proudly announce he found himself a new job a month later. The new job rescinded their offer, and he went into survival mode. He deliberately continued to train me poorly to make himself, quote, unreplaceable, but the company refused to let him stay, and that was the end of it. Coworker who talks way too dang much. I can make conversation with my coworkers, but we all have a sense of when it's appropriate. She's the kind of person who bombards me with chatter as soon as I walk in, before I've even taken off my jacket. She tries to make conversation out of everything, to the point where it gets really annoying because it happens so frequently. I was really swamped with stuff the other day, and she stopped me just to point out that a customer's last name was one letter different from her own maiden name. Isn't it amazing? No, Carol. It's not. S constantly eats throughout the day, but to do this, he must take several trips to the canteen to acquire food. But on the way to the canteen, it starts with at least a 20-minute cigarette break. Complains heavily if anyone asks him to do anything, as he is always too busy. We have flex of time at work, so he gets in early, and on the odd time I have turned up early, the office lights are always off, apparently prefers working in the dark. Becomes deeply offended at any change in the office, and the temperature must be kept cold as he can't work if it's too warm. Can't stand the coffee addicts in the office as they need caffeine but drink several bottles of Coca-Cola every day. I've been in the office now for nearly two years, still yet to work out what he actually does. He smells, he's sweaty, and when he sneezes, he wipes his nose with his hand and then he cleans it off on the desk. I hate S, and so do the rest of us. Edit, I have no problem with working in the dark, but as an IT department, I feel it is better to do work with eyes open and the PC on, and not having the office door locked. I don't mind wearing my coat all year round in the office, gloves in winter, but I do feel a compromise could be met. I'm not asking for a sauna. Our most hated person is a troll who survives off cigarettes, Diet Pepsi, and the souls she drains, mine included. Some of her greatest hits. Telling me I am not getting any younger, therefore, my babies would be, quote, our word, her word, not mine. Telling a delightful tale of how she once snuck in pork into a Muslim's diet. Going on about her husband's pension and how she doesn't have to work, she just works for the fun of it. Yet she bums smokes and bus fare off people half her age. She lives to get anyone into trouble. Yet she's incompetent herself, and when she's called on it, she says, To err is human. Every week she threatens to quit, but nowhere would have her. To err is human, but to be a piece of garbage is divine. You know those rows of staples you put in a stapler? He takes two of those faces them against each other, and rubs them between his fingers all day. It may be worse than nails on a chalkboard, and he will not stop for everyone. Life's better with American Family Insurance, because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. 
products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Let me tell those of you who scrolled down this far about Supervisor Chef Bob. We all hated Bob. Bob wasn't a team player, you see. When we were swamped, everyone would skip breaks except for Bob. We would all help whoever was falling behind except Bob. Bob did his own thing and left you to the wolves. Bob always pointed out what you did wrong or what you did lazily. Eventually, Bob started helping me a little when I would fall behind. I thanked him once for grilling a steak for one of my orders, and I made the mistake of telling him that steaks are my weak spot. I had trouble overcooking them. For weeks after that, he arranged it so I cooked every freaking steak. Time passes and I became, not to brag, one of the competent employees. I noticed one night that Bob was jumping in to help me whenever I fell behind. He would even ask what I wanted him to cover. Once I was working with him and I noticed Brenda was falling behind. Brenda is always falling behind. I was clear for a minute and told Bob that I was going to help Brenda for a minute. Bob said no. Brenda has to learn how to do her job. She won't learn if we always do it for her. And I saw Bob in a whole new light. He wasn't lazy. He just wanted us all to know our jobs. Once he knew anyone could handle anything, then he was quick to help out. He was, he admitted to me once, very bad at remembering who had taken breaks. He had no problem covering for a break. We just had to ask him instead of waiting forever for him to tell us to go. Now, Bob is gone. I was genuinely sad to see him go. Standards have fallen, and Brenda is still incapable of doing her job. A girl recently promoted to be a quote interim education director position, but she fails to leave out the interim part when introducing herself. She brings her untrained, disobedient dog to work, wears highly inappropriate clothing to a job working with kids, tells people they have to respect her because she's a director, leaves her desk a mess, makes every story about her, willfully ignores safety protocols if she doesn't have time for them, had fatherly nicknames for the old boss, sat on the boss's lap at the Christmas party kissing him on the cheek, and smiles like Ted Cruz. <laughs> Why was that the part that got me? He is no longer working with us, but he is still legendary to this day. Since he is most likely on Reddit, I will refer to him as Magoo. Magoo and I both started at the same time in a science-based company, but in different departments. He looked really good on paper, well-qualified, and interviewed fairly well, from what I was told. I sat next to him and we began chatting. It became pretty apparent that something was off on him. He would giggle to himself during the conversation and immediately begin one-upping me in the conversation, saying how he had something better or knew more about what we were talking about. Not a big deal. I work with scientists and engineers, being one myself, and odd personalities are the norm. Within a day or two, I knew that I was not going to enjoy my time with Magoo. Our office has a tradition of getting bagels and cream cheese every Friday as a sort of reward for a long week. I get in at 8.30, Magoo is already munching happily on a loaded bagel and giggling to himself. Not a big deal either. I get my bagel, start working, redditing, and head to the bathroom an hour later. I can see as I'm walking that Magoo is eating another bagel. Not cool, but I've gotten two myself from time to time if there are plenty left. Fifteen minutes later, I see Magoo eating another bagel and trying to sneak off with it. I confront him and tell him you can't eat three bagels before some people have had one. He brushes it off and tries to pretend like he didn't know he had done it. This guy is in his 30s, by the way. Magoo's interests were wide and varied. Think being a part of esoteric clubs, makes his own gaming computers and brags about it. 
The worst part of being around him is that he takes over every conversation he is in, and he is in every conversation. He will literally walk up to a group of people, no matter what they are talking about, laughing like he heard something funny, and then interject with how he knows more about it or is an expert at it. It got to the point that we would avoid him at all costs, or just leaving when he came around. Didn't matter to Magoo, he would follow you and talk about his knowledge anyway. Magoo is also a closed-eye talker. You know who I'm talking about. The kind of person who will smugly assume he knows more about what you are saying and will close his eyes and turn his head away in an exasperated measure of I can't believe I have to explain this manner. He began to get on everyone's nerves, but began getting bolder with his interjections. He interrupted the CEO of our company during an important meeting to correct him on a detail that didn't matter. The balls on this guy. He also began changing login details, since he knew a good bit on computers, for shared machines for sequencing and changing protocols without getting approval. He ordered over $10,000 in materials for an experiment that wasn't authorized to answer something he had been wondering about, not even related to what we were doing. The last straw is when he started insulting people if they disagreed with him, including his boss. At this point, most people wouldn't even respond to him when he spoke to them, and most people just left when he came around, even in mid-sentence. How he lasted three months is beyond me, but the day he was fired, we were told to stay out of the offices in case he did anything drastic. After he was gone, he asked his boss for a reference. I still like to check up on Magoo every now and again. He is still unemployed and probably has no idea why. Edit, Magoo, if you are reading this, I hope that you are doing well. Please know that I tried hard to like you, but you need to let other people say things, even if they are wrong, without telling them what you know. I also hope that you find a job. No person deserves to feel unwanted or that they don't deserve success. Hopefully you can reevaluate how you treat people and have a few slices of humble pie. You can have some cool hobbies, even if you tell me about them with your eyes closed. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.